Hello guys and welcome to Just Between Us episode 2. Very exciting stuff. Um, today I'm here with my friend Olive. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be doing a little Pride Month episode. We asked, um, we asked you guys on Instagram to send in some questions or advice or just like anything queer basically. And we're just going to talk about it on here today. Basically, yeah. Yes, happy Pride Month, everyone. So. Yeah, this is, this is going to be up by Pride Month. So happy Pride <laughs> Month, guys. <laughs> so of our qualifications to be talking about Pride Month, uh, I, Camilla, am bisexual and have been out for about, like, I think two years now. When I moved to New York, I think is when I officially came out. And Slay. Yeah, and you, Olive, your qualifications, please. Um, I am Olive. I am a lesbian. And I came out when I was 14, so that was six years ago. I've been out for a long time, but I also As went through like, many different eras within my journey to finally being comfortable in my sexuality. So, As we all do. For, yeah. for, I feel like coming out for me was like the start of my journey to becoming comfortable, whereas it's yeah. sometimes not that. I mean, for me, it was like other way around. Like, I feel like I, I've always been bisexual. Like, I have so many stories of, like, <laughs> like I'm clearly gay as a, like, as a younger human being. But when I became, when I came out, came out is when I was just like, okay, well, I feel like now I just finally accepted it. And then I feel like after that, I became way more myself as a person and my personality and way more comfortable and getting to know myself. But yeah, it was a pretty... It was a different type of thing than how yours was. Yeah, I think, I mean, because I came out when I was 14, I was so young, and obviously you're still developing as a person in general yeah. when you're 14. Like, from the age of 14 to 20, you go through a lot of changes just as a person, so obviously, like, the way I feel about my sexuality was going to change yeah. along the way. I don't know, but I finally feel like I'm at, in, like, my final form of my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel like we should start with, when did you know you were gay? This is a good one. Okay, you go first. When did you know you were gay? When <laughs> okay. you were 14 years old? So, I feel like I didn't know I was gay until I was like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like my parents literally knew that I was gay. And like everyone else around me knew that I was gay before I did. Growing up, I grew up in a really supportive environment. Like my parents had queer friends like lesbian couple friends that i was around all the time when i was younger so i was never scared to come out or like scared of being gay but i think being raised in just a very heteronormative society makes you at, at least for me it made me not even consider being gay an option so when i was growing up and i wasn't interested in boys in the same way that my peers were and my first assumption when I started learning about the LGBTQ community was that I was asexual. So like I literally thought I was asexual before I thought I was lesbian because in my mind I was like, if I don't like guys, then I don't like anyone. Because like even though I knew that being a lesbian was an actual option because I had been brought up around lesbians, it never felt like an option or I never even considered it to be an option for me just because of the way that um society kind of forces heterosexuality on all children oh, yeah, so definitely. i feel like i had a moment when i was 12 or 13 where i realized that this girl that goes to my dance studio or used to go to my dance studio she's literally like five years older than me i don't know <laughs> I, I was like a little unhinged 
but I was like, oh my god, like, I am in love with her. I have a huge crush on her. And b prior to that, yeah. I had, like, friend crushes. Like, I thought that I just really wanted to be someone's friend. And I was like, I just get so nervous around them because I just, like, really want them to like me because I really want them to be my friend. And I, I feel like I just had a moment where it clicked that I was like, oh, girl, that means you're gay. <laughs> and then from there, it was probably, like, a year and a half of being, like, an emo little closeted, like... Oh Gang. my god, it's it's so hard. I'm so scared to come out. Like, what if people don't support me? Meanwhile, my parents were like, if you're a lesbian, it's okay. If you're a lesbian, it's okay. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I think, and then I came out as gay, like, without the label lesbian when I was 14. Because I feel like the label lesbian, <coughs> excuse me, the label lesbian always has, like, a little bit of a stigma around it. And it didn't take me a it took me a while to like finally be able to claim that and like be proud of being a lesbian. I mean like the first person I ever came out to was my ex-boyfriend actually. I like, I was like, it was like my high school sweetheart or whatever and um, I like sat him down and I was like, listen like I really hope like this, this doesn't make you hate me but like I think I like girls and that was actually in high school and I didn't like formally come out come out until I moved to New York but he was the first person I ever said anything to and he was hella like chill with it he was like really supportive about That's it which good. I'm like really grateful for which was like one of my first experiences with it but like throughout high school I didn't feel comfortable telling like any of my friends or whatever and but I, like, you knew you were gay like I knew it like like okay i started to know it like i personally knew it like in senior year okay. that's when i knew like for sure and that's when i like told my ex-boyfriend and stuff but uh, <laughs> i know some of the stories that yeah. followed this realization or were yeah all already before. knows but, but i think that you should share with the class <laughs> <laughs> but basically like throughout high school like literally since like middle school i was like hooking up with like my friends. It started with like one of my best friends and then we did it like a couple times in like middle school and it would always be like, oh, we're like pretending, we're like practicing for like when we're with boys or like we would like pretend that like she's a boy or that I'm the boy and then we and you like didn't, hook up. You, like, you didn't, didn't have realize to that it was gay you literally thought this was you're like this is so heterosexual yeah this is literally <laughs> just practice this is so straight this is this is not gay at all and that like continued all throughout middle school and then in high school with like a couple different friends not just one and um and then also i feel like towards the end of like my relationship with my ex i was like not able to like perform sexually <laughs> and I was just like I think I was just like internally battling so much my sexuality because I had like at that point I hadn't like officially been with a girl like dated a girl like yeah we like hooked up or whatever and like stupid stuff like that but like in my head I was still straight it was like different to me like I wanted to like actually like formally like go on a date with a girl hook up with a girl have sex with a girl like formally as like a, with a queer label and I also, at the time, when I first came out to my boyfriend, I told him that I thought I was bi, but in my head, I thought I might have been lesbian. Mm. I didn't want to tell him that, though. Yeah. And um, I thought, like, maybe I was lesbian because I wasn't, like, able to, like, sexually be with him in a normal sense. And, like, 
I was like, maybe I'm just like, I just don't like guys. But like later on, I figured out it was more of an emotional thing with him and like stuff like that. And I ended up knowing like, okay, yeah, I'm still attracted to men. I still like men, but more so I think I was just really confused at the time. And that's why it, I wasn't performing sexually and wasn't able to. And then I officially came out, came out. Yeah, like on social media, I, it wasn't even a big deal. I didn't like come out. I just like started posting as if I've always been out. Okay, I never had like a big moment. I just like, I think I did like a stupid little questionnaire thing. They're like, oh, are you, like, what's your sexual? I'm like, oh, I'm bi. Okay. <laughs> and that was like it. And then I obviously I could like came out, came out to like some of my, I like before like I started posting about it on social media. Like obviously like my boyfriend knew, all of my close friends knew. But I also didn't just, I just really didn't make it that big of a deal. I was just like, yeah, I like girls. They were like, okay. Like, all of my friends at that time were like, hello, like, chill about it. Or they already knew. They're like, okay, it's about time. <laughs> or they're like, we know. <laughs> so Sex with a woman is gay. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was a pretty chill experience for me. Honestly, I never really had to talk about it with my dad even to this day, but I think he knows. I mean, he follows my social media. I think he knows. My mom knows. My stepmom knows. My stepmom actually, like, one day she just texted me. She was like, hey, like, I saw a post on your Instagram, like, talking about you being gay. Are you, are you, are you, are you gay? (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you mentioned that. And my mom, she, my mom had, like, she had her own bi experiences, like, when she was younger. She has, like, slept with women, etc. And she has, like, plenty of gay friends. So, to her, she was like, okay, for sure. But also, I think, I don't know, she doesn't think she's, like, bi or anything. But she just, like, is, like, doing it for fun or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, that's the difference between generations. Yeah, I think it's just the difference between generations. So I also came out on Instagram, but with like a long fucking paragraph. Post. Oh, I, I, I've seen it. You've shared it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like how I came out to my parents and everyone in my life because I mean, I was 14 and I'm also just generally a very non-confrontational person. So yeah. the thought of like sitting my parents down and being like, okay, guys, I have something to tell you. Like I'm gay. It just was so scary to me. And like, I knew my parents wouldn't really care. Obviously they were like, I kind of wish you had told us and not just put it on social media, but everyone in my life was super supportive and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone asked us for tips about coming out, so I feel like we could touch on that (laughs) now that we're talking about coming out stories or whatnot. I mean, you could come out with an Instagram paragraph post like I did. I don't know. Just announce it to the world. (laughs) Like that, honestly, it worked for me, but... I mean, I don't know I feel if it would like, work for everyone. I, I feel like everyone's situations are, like, totally different. Just because it's, like, what if you're coming out as, like, asexual? It's a totally different experience than coming out as gay. Or if you're coming out as trans and you want to, like, if you're younger and you want to ask your parents to, like, help you get onto hormones or something, that's, like, a totally different story than Yeah, just, and also like, illegal in a bunch of states now. Unfortunately. Not in New York, though! Yeah. So come here. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that right now because I could talk about how much I hate Ron DeSantis forever. But well, I think everyone listening to this hates him. So <laughs> I think, I mean, if you're listening to this, you should hate him. 
Yeah. I feel like it should be a mutual thing for everyone who, like, cares about gay anyone. people. Anyone. Yeah, anyone. anyone. Queer anyone. At all. <laughs> Honestly. But, um, towards, like, coming out and stuff, it's just, like, I think it definitely depends on your situation. Like, if you're, like, labeling yourself or not. If you're just, like, listen, I'm just, like, queer. I don't really know what I am, but I know I'm not straight. Like, that's definitely another conversation that you might be having. But overall, I think, first, you yourself have to accept it. I mean, I feel like everyone deep down kind of knows. And if you're just, like, bi-curious or something like that. I know someone else asked about that, right? Yeah. And um, if that's your thing, I mean, you have to accept it yourself. Maybe adventure a little bit and figure it out. But also don't, like, do a science experiment with someone's feelings. Like, if you're bi-curious and you're like, okay, like, I kind of want to figure it out. Then you have to be hella upfront with that person. But the other person, if they're not down to, like, figure help you figure it out, then that's totally valid. You can't get pressed about that because that's also someone else's emotions, like, coming into play. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like sexuality is so fluid. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, people are completely straight, probably, but I can't imagine being completely I mean, straight. I've met, I've met a couple people who are completely straight in my life. I mean, I don't, like, resonate with them as much. TBH, <laughs> but um, I feel like mo most of my closest friends and stuff like that, they're either in the queer community, most of them are, and the couple that aren't, like, I don't know, they're like as gay as you can be as a straight person. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? mean? I don't know if that makes any sense, but like that's how I like m the people I surround myself with <laughs> are like. <laughs> I mean, same, I love gay people. And especially moving to New York, like, having a queer community. In high school, although I was out as a lesbian, I feel like I could never be fully comfortable expressing my sexuality because I was one of very few queer people. And no matter no matter if it was intentional or not, like, I always felt uncomfortable expressing my sexuality around my peers. So moving to New York where there's so many gay people and I, like, get to be friends with only gay people is so incredible and I didn't realize how much it mattered to have the same like, interests as the people you surround yeah. yourself with until I moved here. It's also it's like I had like a very same experience. I went to fucking Beverly Hills High School, the most like Republican fucking high school in the world. Like I've had I had conversations with friends where I like didn't even come out to them or anything. I was just like this one girl came out as bi, like, not even, like, anything super crazy. I feel like coming out as bi, I mean, mark me if I'm wrong, but me personally, I think coming out as bi is sometimes a little easier than coming out as fully gay as a girl because then it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt when I was, before I became comfortable being a lesbian, I was like, I wish that I was by, and that's why I came out as yeah. gay it's because just, it was kind of ambiguous. Like, it's just slightly more accepting to Accepted. like certain people, which isn't really fair. I don't like that, but it just, and I it's think only, it is just, it it's is only for girls it too, because yeah. when men come out as bi, no one fucking believes them, which is a whole oh. other conversation. <laughs> that's like a whole other thing. But basically what happened was this girl came out as bi as my high school and like one, a lot of people made fun of her and shit like that. And it was just like, obviously if I see that, at that time, I had already come out to my boyfriend, but no one else knew. It was, like, super on the low for me. And, um, 
I was just like terrified and I had conversations with like friend like I had a conversation with a friend and like other friends and I was like oh like hypothetically like if one of your friends came out as bi or as gay like how would you feel and like I had like so many different responses and stuff like that but like girls these are like girls not even like super conservative guys or something like that these are full-on girls who were like who I was friends with and stuff and they were just like oh I don't know like I wouldn't be comfortable changing in front of them like I guess it'd be fine I guess I'd be supportive but like what if they had a crush on me like what if they liked me blah 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 and I was like okay so this is actually not a great environment <laughs> for me to come out so I'm just yeah. not gonna come out and I literally didn't come out to like a year yeah. out of high school actually no that's a lie like a couple months out of high school <laughs> <laughs> but like that was during high school and I was just like okay and when I left, it was so much more of an open experience. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are, like, in high school environments. Like, it's so much scarier when you're in high school. But I literally promise you, when you finish those four years, the world is literally your oyster. Like, yeah, it's hard to, I feel like I didn't believe that when people told me when I was in high school. But, like, oh, the way I. my life got infinitely better and my world expanded infinitely as soon as I moved out of my hometown incredible it's actually life-changing like moving out of your hometown i think everyone needs to move out of their fucking hometown like even if you don't got money like that i did it with like zero support like zero financial support from my family if i can do it you guys can do it too y'all can do it even better than i did <laughs> so it's just like i don't know i think everyone needs to get out and really experience like what the world has to offer as in like people like there are so many different people outside of your hometown i swear people overtly said to you like oh it would feel uncomfortable if one of my friends was bisexual but like i was already yeah. out at age 14 so no one was saying anything like homophobic like to your that face. to me yeah but it was always kind of like i i knew i was getting treated differently by yeah. the other girls in my grade by my peers and I felt like I had to put my sexuality and like my gayness on the back shelf and the back burner and like not bring it up ever, talk about it ever and just like assimilate with my peers. <laughs> and if someone was like making a homophobic joke, like obviously no one had ever made comments to me like about my sexuality. Well, actually some people did, but <laughs> if someone was like making a homophobic joke or like calling someone a fag or something, <laughs> I would feel like I had to laugh along like that yeah. pressure of feeling like I had to be the like not woke gay girl who didn't <laughs> care no I mean uh -uh. I definitely get that I mean fortunately once I was like fully out I was like in college and everyone was really accepting and chill about it but I get what you're saying I know I feel like a lot of people str have struggled with that like in the high school environment the high school environment is not a safe feeling environment for a lot of queer people I feel like and for me it got to the point where like I was literally hooking up with men because <laughs> like you're straight era yeah <laughs> I mean it's compulsive heterosexuality and I just so desperately wanted to be straight because I was so sick of like having to deal with all this shit that comes with being a lesbian in high school that I was like I'm just gonna start hooking up with guys and maybe I'll start to like guys basically junior year of high school I was hooking up with men and I had come out as gay 
and then I was like, okay, maybe I'm bi, but it was really just compulsive heterosexuality and me like trying to run away from my lesbianism. <laughs> <laughs> and then quarantine hit and right before quarantine, I was still hooking up with this guy. Quarantine hit, I cut all contact with him and like the rest of the guys at my school. And I kind of forced myself to quit male validation. Like I felt like I was addicted to male validation and like oh my God. the guys like we have to expand on validation <laughs> um and i literally was just like you know what i'm a fucking lesbian and i'm quitting male validation cold turkey and i'm, I'm never <laughs> yeah i mean basically i was like i'm quitting them cold turkey like i'm just never gonna talk to another guy again and honestly that's when my like real acceptance into like accepting that i'm a lesbian like that journey started because and I am not fucking with men anymore. I think it's ingrained in every single person who's born a woman to crave male validation. It's just like an inherent part of womanhood. And actually I think this is, I guess, changing the topic a little bit, but I feel like as I, when I no longer needed male validation or craved male validation, and I was like really like, oh, I'm a lesbian and I don't give a fuck about men, that's when I started questioning my gender identity and being like, I don't really fully associate myself with womanhood anymore because male validation and like doing things for men is just like an integral part of womanhood. It's like built into womanhood and is like a massive part of most women's identities. So I feel like I no longer associate that closely with womanhood. Obviously I was raised a woman and I'm perceived as a woman by the rest of society I think so I can't say that I'm like not a woman or a girl but like I think as I've realized that I no longer crave valid male validation or need male validation that's made me feel distant from womanhood I mean I totally get that I mean I think growing up as you said it's like in everyone's at what well, every woman's like literally yeah, womanhood, basically, to, like, crave male validation, and I definitely crave male validation, like, all throughout high school, and, like, like, literally up until, I think, like, a year ago, mostly, like, when I started social media and stuff, and I was just, like, now I literally want nothing to do with male validation. The only male validation I actually care about ever is my boyfriend, and even so... Not really. <laughs> like, obviously, like, it's not like male validation. It's like it's val different. validation from your partner. Exactly. It's, it's a totally different thing. But it's like, right now, I feel like I constantly crave woman validation, mm -hmm. which is a different thing. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. It's just like, once that switch happened for me, one, I was able to express myself like physically in a totally different mm -hmm. way with like style. Yeah, I did so like true. down to like the way I did my makeup, literally, and like every way I perceived myself physically changed like completely. I was finally able to like stop wanting to like wear like form fitting clothes. Exactly. And like not really caring about how my body looks in a yeah. certain outfit. Like, oh, like if I'm wearing like big jeans, I want to wear the little top so my waist looks tiny. Yeah, like, like not I don't, caring about how yeah. your body is perceived anymore. That's so true. I also experienced that. But also, I feel like now something that's, like, that I do do, which is, like, for men in a way, is more so not wanting my body to be, like, outwardly, like, sexy. 
because I don't want male validation, which is something I'm actually currently struggling with a lot is like, I don't want to post my body on social media. I don't like walking, mostly living in New York. There's so many disgusting men just like on the street. I literally can't go outside like showing my stomach without getting some type of male attention that is just unwanted, gross, catcalling and fucking disgusting. I want to be ugly to men. Exactly. <laughs> so Why can't I be like, ugly to men? Another thing that was really big for me is like all throughout high school, like it was like so perceived that I had to be this like silky smooth dolphin, like hairless dolphin. And I am Mexican. I have hair everywhere on my arms, on my legs, unibrow, everything. And then when I finally like didn't want male validation anymore, like grow out my arm hair. I just, like, I mean, I still upkeep my brows for my own personal thing, but, like, I just, like, stop caring about, like, certain things. Like, I have a little happy trail, and what about it, you know? <laughs> and I used to, like, in high school, I used to nair my entire torso. Oh, my God. Like, my entire torso. <laughs> like, stomach, back, shoulders, arms, down to my fucking ass. Because I would get fucking harassed at school for having a hairy back and, like, having hair on my arms having hair on my stomach and it was just like it made me feel like I was so unattractive and gross and I like really craved that like male validation yeah as everyone's taught that you're supposed to exactly and like now without needing that attention I'm like able to do my own thing but it's almost opposite now where I just like I like don't want it so badly because I feel like most of the male attention I do get is so, like, negatively perceived in my mind. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, yeah, like like you said, like, wanting to be, like, ugly for men. Like, unattractive to men, but, like, attractive to women. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I cut all my hair off, because it's man-repellent. And I, ac- <laughs> I actually did, like, notice a big difference with how I'm treated by men once I cut my hair off. And it, in my mind, it's a positive, because I get catcalled way less. Like, I... I like the fucking smoke shop man used to literally kiss me try and kiss me every time I went in there multiple times leaned over the counter and was like do you want to kiss me I'm like no I fucking don't want to kiss you now that doesn't happen because I have short hair and I think men don't like short hair which is I get excellent male validation on social media because I have really hairy arms and like a hairy stomach so when I post anything like that obviously you can see the hair in my pictures and I feel like that is man repellent which has helped a lot, but, like, just out on the streets, like, you can't see that. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like I would like to think that I look gay, but I just don't think half the time as well, men just don't care. Yeah, no, it's not about, like, whether they think you're gay or not. It's, like, whether they think you're hot or not. Because exactly. if you look gay but they still think you're hot, like, they're not going to give a fuck. I mean, exactly. I've had so many experiences where I've been like, no, I'm a lesbian, and they're like, well, I don't think so, and if you're ever feeling straight, like, come my way. And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. One, I would never choose you as the one man that I would hook up with, and two, like, I would not do that. Who would be the one man you would want to hook up with? So curious. I don't know, like, someone famous that I could get, like, clout from saying that I hooked up with him. So real. Okay, sorry, that was so off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, we want to do... Some, 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 a little confession time from you guys. Someone's confession. Whole friend group and I would practice making out with each other. We all came out a year later. I, so I know you talked about that this was your experience. I think experience. this is just like a gay girl, like, like all like, what's that word? Like 
it's like an unoriginal experience like universal all, universal that's the word <laughs> this is like a literal like not out yet but i'm obviously gay universal experience is like making out with your friends see i didn't have well the thing is I was already out when, like, yeah. my friend group was going through this little phase where, like, they would all fuck each other. Like, my friend group in high school was really, really crazy, and they would all just, like, have orgies with each other, but they were girls who had boyfriends, and they would just sleep with each other and be like, no, it's not cheating, because this is just, like, what friends do. We just, like, fuck each other. Like, it's so friendly. It's and so platonic. <laughs> I was just sitting back, like, this is really strange. I never really participated. Like, sometimes I would make out with my friends when I was really drunk, but, like never to that extent because obviously to me like I am perceiving sexual relationships with women as gay because I'm out yeah. as gay whereas yeah. like those people and also you before you came out and you were doing that like didn't even yeah. think that it was gay it was just like oh this is like this is chill it's just like it there's so many different ways that like my friends and I would justify it like oh we're practicing oh let's pretend like I literally already talked about this a little bit but, like, uh, I've also talked about it, like, with my other friends who, like, I didn't grow up with and who are now, like, bi, gay, or whatever. And um, they've all had the same experience. Like, hooking up with their friends or, like, hooking up with their neighbor or, like, something, like, of that sort. And them not knowing they're gay or, like, pretending they're not gay and not, like, fully consciously accepting that. I, I mean, yeah. That, that, that's what I have to say about that. It's a universal experience. Someone was like, the first time I had sex with a girl, she rated me on a scale of one to 10 on how good I was in bed. Which is just so out of pocket, but also that's so fucking funny. I'm sorry for your experience, but that is so fucking funny. Maybe she got rated a 10 though. That I'm sure she did. This is actually like a friend of mine. I know. Her. Oh really? She's definitely good in bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm I think, sure she is. I mean, if someone was like, that was a 2 out of 10, I would actually probably I would be more die in a hole, but, um... <laughs> wait, wait, she rated... Oh, she rated her. I mean, I, that's kind of just, like, weird. I mean, I feel like it'd be more understandable if she was, like, oh, rate me. Yeah. But just, like, out of Just, like, we just... By the way. <laughs> just got finished fucking laying in bed next to each other, like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, that was, like, a 7 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know just, what like, I would so do. I'd just be like, uh... I feel like I'd sit there in silence, or I'd be like, why would you say that to me? <laughs> that feels like something a man would do. I imagine yeah. that this person was like a mass K-mama's lesbian. That's literally... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I read this last night, because I was going through the questions, and I read this last night to Nico. That's literally what Nico said. He was like, I mean, it has definitely to be. A <laughs> because, like, a girl's girl lesbian, like, I don't know, I, I would, would never, never do that. that. I would never do that, because I would know how that... I don't know, it must be a K-mama's. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume so. <laughs> okay, and someone asked, how to approach a girl at the club or at a party? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been out for six years of my life and I don't know. But I'm also, oh like, God. not really the type of person to see someone and be like, oh, like, I, I want them. I'm going to go up and get them. I feel like it takes me a little bit longer to be attracted to someone. And just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, my answer is that I literally have no idea and ask someone else, someone teach me. I mean, okay. 
the thing is okay for me personally like going up to a woman is like so terrifying and i'd much rather like go up to a man because it's so much easier and like second nature to me yeah mostly is like being bi and stuff but like i mean i literally feel the same way as a lesbian like it's so hard to approach a woman and it's just more intimidating yeah it's but like okay if i were to give like my real advice probably Okay, so here's the thing. If you go up to a girl and you're like, oh my god, you're so pretty, that could be so friendly. Yeah. So if you want to, like, make sure that she knows you're gay, be like, OMG, you're so pretty, I would love to go on a date with you. Yeah. Because then if you say something like that, then it's like, oh, oh, like, for real. And then if she's like, oh my god, like, I'm, I'm straight, actually, then you're like, oh my god, so fine, let's be friends. But if she is gay and she says yes, slay, but there's also the option she's gay and she's not interested in you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like the same type of rejection that you would, like, that you would get with a guy, I suppose. Because, like, well, no. I'm so scared of rejection, so yeah, this isn't really, like, a question. I mean, you put yourself out there before. I've seen you put yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, I can sometimes. I mean, the times that I've gone on dates with girls, unfortunately, has been, like, via dating website because, like, one, I know they're gay, like, they swiped right on me, so, and, like, we talk beforehand and whatever. Yeah. Like, that's how I've done it. I've, I've gone on dates with people, like, I've asked out people that I've met in real life before and gone on dates with them. Has it ever worked out for me? No. But that's... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't that's know. a new problem, I, I guess. Like literally <laughs> such a difficult thing to approach people. Like, girls. Like, girl on girl, it's so difficult to approach. So, like, honestly, I'm sure this conversation has given no insight at all, but, like, sorry. <laughs> that's all I can say. I genuinely don't know. It's scary, intimidating. Only thing, yeah. I actually ahead. have something to say, though. Okay. Now that I, I'm thinking about it a little more. So, I feel like for literally until like the past year I was the type of per I, I because I'm so used to like the dynamic and so it's so ingrained in me the dynamic of like a heterosexual relationship where it's like a man pursuing a woman that's what I was always waiting for I guess was like someone to pursue me someone to chase after me because I that's what all girls want and that's what we're all taught that we want is like someone to chase after us yeah. so it was like, I really was getting no bitches. And, like, I still really am not, so... <laughs> Whatever, I don't want to talk about it. But, like, I think it's definitely helped me to, like, be like, okay, Olive, like, you're making the first move. Like, you're the man in that relationship. Like, trying to, like, really channel my masculine energy. Because also I think that I do dress and present more masculine. I feel like I'm like feminine like very fat like a feminine in my behavior and like the person that I am but like when you see me in the outfits that I wear like I I dress more masculine I have short hair it's like it's not I, it's not it's like the thing is you do but at the same time you're like really feminine with it at the same time it's definitely a combo like it's definitely not just a hundred percent feminine like attributes but you have, like, you use feminine patterns, but then with, like, masculine silhouettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm going for, because my style is definitely an expression of how I feel about my gender, which is nothing. I just <laughs> am genderless. But, um, anyway, I, I think that because women 
perceive me as like I'm normally more into feminine women I just can't I'm not like into masculine women really no offense to the hey mamas out there but See, I love masculine okay. <laughs> but not hey mamas like there's different there's so many different types of like human beings yeah I mean women. I'm just attracted to like hot women but I feel like generally yeah. I'm attracted to women who are more feminine than me and then like I am a like it's assumed that I'm gonna be in the position of like the man in the relationship, which is like a stupid little yeah. uh, reflection of the of a heteronormative society that we still feel like there needs to be like a man and a woman in a relationship. But I often feel like that is what other women expect, especially bisexual women. Yeah, and like also the thing is, I feel like in a lot of like women on women relationships, like one or the other expects the other one to be the man in the relationship or vice versa you know what i mean and like there's still like hetero like stigmas yeah, yeah it's really hard to escape that and yeah. i it's almost impossible to escape that tbh because it, because of our society and yeah how we've grown up we're like one of the first generations that are finally like very very slowly being accepting of certain like sexuality now we're fucking going backwards but we don't have to get into that I just, yeah ugh. but like we're one of the first generations that, to do that so i don't think that we're our generation is like exactly ready to like get rid of the stigmas and all of like the hetero things that are still being implemented in like everything and everything in like queer relationships it's hard because like I whenever I if I'm going on a date with a girl like I'll, I'll I want to pay for it like I want to spoil the girl but like I don't want to end up in a situation where I'm always being put in the role of like being the man yeah. in the relationship and it's kind of hard to communicate that because every girl wants to be like spoiled and pay, like paid for everything yeah and I think especially with bisexual women like if I start paying or being like the man in the relationship in quotations because that's not a real thing like i just then get put in that role forever and i'm yeah. just a little like well I a little like girl like i, I want to be treated like a little princess too but like i also want to give the person that i'm dating princess treatment but i feel like also a lot hard. of the times like you might start off that way but if it if it is if that person ends up being your partner that's definitely just a conversation yeah it, for sure it, it can just like it can definitely just be a conversation you guys communicate that and if that person is like understanding and is your partner they should also be able to be like okay like i'm so glad you told me that and communicated that to me and like be able to come to some sort of solution unfortunately olive never gets past the talking stage with anyone well, one day, <laughs> one day you'll be having that conversation with your partner. One day. <laughs> this is basically all of saying to hit her up. Please hit me up, sexy <laughs> women. I'll treat you so well, I promise. But I have so she, much she, love to give. She still wants princess treatment too, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was really ugly so I was always scared of rejection and I never wanted to be the person to make the first move and I think that's also part of the reason why I started hooking up with men is because I was like I need validation well yeah I needed validation in general but also it was just easier I was like I'm horny and this is a way easier dynamic because the guy will come to me and ask me out whereas like women weren't doing that like no yeah. woman was asking me out like if I wanted 
to go on a date with a woman like I had to put myself out there and at that point in my life I was way too scared to do that so I was like I'll just hook up with the men that are coming to me because that's just so much easier now I'm like a lot more comfortable I feel like I know that I'm I think that I'm pretty I don't really care if anyone else does but I'm confident enough in myself where I'm not afraid to put myself out there and ask someone out on a date but it still hasn't worked out for me so <laughs> it's okay. You, you've only been here for like a good 20 years. You got so much more time. <laughs> Fuck my life. Okay, so my friend actually sent this in and she was basically saying, don't let anyone tell you bisexuality is not real when you enter a woman-on-woman -woman relationship or when you enter a like hetero relationship as a bisexual. And um, let me just say, this is such a big fucking thing and like, bisexuals in general because like there's like two sides of it like when you are with hypothetically if you're like with a woman and as like woman on woman then either one they're like oh so you're gay you're lesbian you're not bisexual so you're lesbian i feel like that happens a lot and it's like just because i'm with a woman does not mean my sexuality just disappears like i am still attracted to men i am still attracted to women that is what bisexuality is and like the other way around where it's like if a bisexual woman is with a man they're like oh so you're not gay you're actually straight like no bisexuality is literally liking both men and women like i have a boyfriend but that does not mean i'm not gay like i am still very much gay still very much like women and this is like such a universal thing with like bisexual with the bisexual identity which is why I feel like a lot of times a lot of people don't want to come out as bisexual because people don't really take it seriously and I've also seen it not be taken seriously with men that men that, that come out as bisexual like sure. people just think it's like gay like fully gay or lesbian or you're straight like there's no in between but that's literally what a bisexual is and I cannot preface that enough because and I really resonate with this which is why I'm really passionate talking about this. But it's just like, like people just don't take it seriously at all for like, yes, like a lot with women, but also with like gay men as well. What are your thoughts as a lesbian? Oh, another thing, <laughs> another thing is sometimes as like when you're in a head, like a hetero looking relationship from the outside when like a bisexual woman is with a man like the queer community doesn't take them as seriously. Like I've had it like not really like, like not with any of my close friends, but with people who I am more like acquaintances with, mutuals with, stuff like that, who I've like had conversations with, but I'm not super close with. They don't take my like queerness as seriously as if I was like fully like gay because I have a boyfriend. They're like, oh, so you're like not gay. And I'm like, no. And I feel like that kind of sucks because like mostly in the queer community, I feel like so many people are like really accepting, but it's like, if you're not like super, like super gay or something, sometimes it's not taking it seriously. And this also happens in like other sexualities as well, where it's like with gay men, like if you're not super flamboyant and super like gay, you don't get taken as seriously. And it's like, there's a lot of like, mask gay men but people don't like see that as much or something i don't know but that like happens a lot or like recently in the past couple years like femme women has been become such a thing 
and like I feel like that wasn't such a thing like five to ten years ago like femme women weren't like femme lesbians weren't as like outwardly like labeled as femme and lesbians were always thought of as to be like masculine women and now it's like a lot more accepted to be like a femme woman and like be on a femme femme like relationship and there's like I don't know there's so many stigmas with certain things that like the queer community itself also has to work on yeah because like everyone's like oh my god accept everyone for everyone but like the queer community itself like literally doesn't even do that sometimes because sometimes they just like I get it because they felt so like minority in a way that they want it they want like I don't know they want like everyone to be super super gay and like the stigmas that they have in their own head that they don't want to accept everything but I feel like to grow as a queer community everyone needs to like be have a better understanding that everyone is a different type of person different type of personality like yes we all have our sexualities and everything but there's just like there has to be a level of, of acceptance per like per person per case okay i'm done <laughs> okay i have a couple things to say okay go <laughs> something that like exists in human society is just like very black and white thinking oh 100 of like you're 100 percent this 100 percent that there's no gray area it happens with gender obviously the gender is always a huge topic of discussion in past especially the past couple years but also like bisexuality sexuality in general like it's hard for people to understand gray areas and although i can't relate to it uh, in like the sexuality sense i feel like the, what I yeah. okay. what I immediately thought of was like I'm half Asian and half white and I've never felt like because I'm not white so I'm not like white passing growing up like I was the only Asian person one of the only Asian kids like in my grade in my school so I was always treated differently and perceived as an Asian person but then like I'm also half white so I'm not Asian enough so it's always this like constant battle of not being white enough not being Asian enough and that's kind of the same thing that you were explaining of like not being gay enough not being straight enough where it's like really hard for people to understand and accept that there's gray areas and betweens and things yeah I don't know yeah I mean it's definitely a societal thing and I don't know I'm hoping one obviously for like just society in general to be more accepting of people and like of bisexuality but i also really think the queer community needs to like up their game on that too <laughs> yeah i mean there's always like a little bit of oppression olympics i don't know if that's like yeah <laughs> a pc term to use but i feel like a lot of people no offense to white gay men but like white gay men will often try and use their queerness as a way to be like we're oppressed we're a minority when in reality the fact that they're male and white always comes before being gay i don't know why but for some reason humans love to like distance themselves distance themselves from their privilege and cling on to the oppression that they experience i don't know why and i don't really want to like dive really deep into that right now <laughs> but i think that definitely plays a part in the kind of like exclusion of bisexual people from the queer community because 
queer people, people in general, feel weirdly threatened by other people claiming oppression, I guess. And for some reason, they always there's always this weird battle of like, who's the most oppressed? Um, and I think that definitely plays a role in too. Yeah, I've never but, thought about it that way, but I, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't that, know. I it's just like, like that a is... weird part of society these days that I'll never understand. Cause like, why do you want to be oppressed? Like, why is that a good thing? Yeah, I've never really like considered that factor before, but I do agree. I feel like it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Someone asked how to not be awkward on a first date with a person. And I have been on a lot of first dates. <laughs> unfortunately um so i think that i can i think that i'm qualified to answer this question i have also been on a lot of first dates <laughs> although actually most of them i don't see after the first date so maybe i'm not the but <laughs> maybe i'm not the right person because maybe i do horribly on first dates and that's why i never see anyone after i don't think so i think it's just like not the right person yeah a lot of the times for you at least the times that I've experienced being your friend yeah well hopefully that's the case and it's not me but anyway <laughs> I feel like just taking the pressure off yourself and just thinking when you're as you're going into it like I'm just going into this to have a good time and meet someone talk to someone new and like because I, I don't know you don't have to be thinking about like your future with this person or like yeah. what this is going to end up as on a first date. You don't have to put any pressure on it. It's just yeah. you're there to have a good time. And worst thing that happens is you don't have a good time and you never see them again. Yeah, I feel like another thing that's like really helped me on like my multiple first dates is like doing an activity during the date because it's like worst case scenario, even if there's like an awkward silence or something, talk about the fucking activity you're doing. Like, I've gone on, like, painting first dates, and, like, we paint and stuff, and we talk about that, like, what we're painting, whatever, and we just, like, get into a whole fucking art conversation or something like that, or it's, like, or, like, what else? Oh, I've done, like, puzzle making with a, with a person on a first date, and then we're, like, making a puzzle, we're, like, doing it together, we're, like, confused, we're, like, doing things, and it's just, like, it just takes a lot of the pressure off, and, like, any type of awkward silence that does happen you can kind of like just start talking about what you guys are doing and stuff like that and usually once you start some type of conversation like that it usually like branches off into other conversations so that's like really helped me in first dates is like doing activities and also what's really fun about that is like when you're like planning the date with that person you could be like either a you could be like oh i'm gonna plan something really cute for us and then you can plan the activity that you want to do or you can plan it with that person be like i want to do like a fun activity with you to like get to know you better and it also it helps a lot because you get to know a person a lot better like if they get frustrated doing activities if they're like super easy going about it like you get to know different attributes of that person without like actually like having a conversation about it so I think that is a really good thing to do on first dates personally. Also, I feel like I used to blame myself if a first date was awkward and be like, oh my God, I was so awkward. Like it was all me. They definitely hate me. But I think if a first date is awkward, it is both pers people's responsibility and both people's fault. It's and also a chemistry thing. Yeah. Too. Like it's not you being awkward. It's just that you don't vibe with that person because 
I don't know, at least for me, like, I feel like I can sense people's energies when I'm talking to them and hanging out with them. And, like, I can sense if someone is energetically, like, someone that I want to open up to and, like, chat with. Sorry. If someone's energy is not... I don't know, like, what specifically it is about someone's energy that, like, I don't feel comfortable around. But if I'm not feeling comfortable around someone, then, like, it is going to be awkward. But... Also, it's okay. I feel every first date is a little bit awkward. So if there is some awkwardness... Like, yeah, also don't expect, like, that the first date is going to be, like, this magical, fairytale, beautiful thing, and, like, that is how you're going to know that this is, like, the person for you, you know? That's not exact. I mean, I'm sure that happens to some people. Also, I'm not qualified to talk about this, really, because I don't have a partner, and I never have. <laughs> I don't know. I've had, I've had multiple partners, and, like, every single first date I've had, either A... Well, honestly, my two, like, very, like... Wait, Camilla, can you teach me how to get past the first date with someone? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the two, like, most memorable first dates have been, like, with partners, like, long-term partners. And both, both dates were almost, were very similar. Where we did an activity together, whatever, yada yada. And then we literally, like, went to a view in my car and sat there for, like, four plus hours talking and literally like I just got to know them like so deeply and like that's how I like got with my boyfriend now like with Nico and we literally like no nothing sexual at all we didn't like go to a view and hook up we literally went to a view and talked for like four hours because we had such a strong connection in that original activity we were doing and then once we did that activity together, we were like, we didn't really want it to end. So we kind of like prolonged it. And we were like, oh my God, like, let's go to the view. And then we literally just sat in my car for hours and talked. So that's happened like with multiple people that I've like had feelings with. Not the exact same scenario, but like where we like did an activity and then we like sat on their couch and talked for hours. Or we like went and got food and just like sat at the table like after finishing our food for like hours. Like just stuff like that. I... Personally, I've had, like, multiple first dates with, like, a really strong initial connection. And that's how it's happened for me. And, like, what I say about the awkwardness is I'm saying, like, the beginning of the date was always awkward. But every single date I've been on, I always made an activity. So the activity really helped with the awkwardness. And then after that awkwardness was over, then we really got into it. Like, I, like with this other person, we, like, went thrifting first like that was the first activity we did we went thrifting together then we went back to their house and we did like a painting thing like he had planned like a painting thing that he talked to me about and we painted and stuff and then we like sat on his couch and like watched a movie and then we talked hella and like that what that didn't even end up being a relationship or anything it just ended up being like a more stronger connection for me than like normal hookups and then I've also had a connection with a girl as well with a very similar connection like didn't end up being a relationship it's still a really strong connection and we went on a first date together like just like dinner pretty basic and then i don't know we bonded on some sort of activity that we both did i don't really remember what it was <laughs> but um and then after that we literally sat at the empty table like we finished eating and everything we just sat there for hours talking and then usually they all kind of end up in like at least a kiss or something. Nothing like I nothing crazy, but I feel like that kind of solidifies the connection at the end of the night. 
or day or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been on dates and I've been like, wow, this went really well. Like, I really like this person. And then they're like, mm, let's be friends or let's let me never text you ever again. So I don't know. Maybe I've just been lucky with some like nice connections in my life. But I think <laughs> what it feels like to me is that I'm just unlucky. I think you are. <laughs> okay. I think Thanks. no, no. I genuinely don't think you've like found a person that you've truly connected with. Like even like with people who I like, who you've told me about, and like I wasn't there to like experience it live. Like it still wasn't not a strong connection. Like at least in my book. Someone asked opinions on Gaylor, and you don't want me to talk about that because then Camilla's gonna have to edit out like three hours of me talking about Taylor Swift, but. Taylor Swift is gay and I will die on that hill. Okay. The end. <laughs> Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Have a great it. day everyone. <laughs> and on that note, um thank you guys so much for listening. And my Instagram is olive n g c a n t y if you want to hit me up. I'm really hot if you can't see my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, everything is just between us, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Woo! Woot woot! Bye! <laughs>